0: Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Tap. I am your host, author Andrew Hess, and today we are going to be covering AEW Rampage. Uh, This was something I was looking forward to based on the spoilers that I had read last week. Um, I was actually pretty impressed when it came to the matches. Uh, We had four matches in total, and honestly, I feel like a lot of this was also... Well, at least half of this was to go and push more for ROH. Um, To be honest with you, I kind of feel like this should be more of an ROH-based show, um, the way things are going. But I will digress on that piece of it for another time. Um, I have a few items that I wanted to just go over for this show. Um, The... Two random pieces of it that I really didn't care about was Athena and Chris Statlander's promo. I actually thought it was good. It just it kind of felt out of place with this show uh, because of how good the action was. And there was more focus on the, the action on this week than any promos. They also had a hook video package, which, um, again, it just didn't really make sense for what the show ended up having. Um We had um, Eddie Kingston in the opening bout, uh, getting the win over Kensuke uh, Takashita. Um, this was another hard-hitting match, and I mean, you had great ability from uh, from Kinsuke. Um Kingston just really it just took his toll on on uh, Kinsuke, uh, hitting the uh, urikin. And when he looked so out of it that when he hit the urican, he just like barely fell onto Kensuke and got the pin that way. Um, The announcers were actually making the comment that had he not fallen on him, that there probably would have been just like a double knockout type of uh, call for it. Um, I thought it was a great match, though. It was a great way to open up uh, the whole show, to be honest with you. Kingston actually has a promo a little bit later on in the night and basically starts talking about Chris Jericho and how, you know, Jericho made him a liar by him not being able to taste his blood and everything during blood and guts. Um, But he's going to make Jericho uh, pay and he's going to make him pay in blood and has challenged Chris Jericho to a barbed wire match. So I'm assuming we're going to find out on Wednesday night on Dynamite uh, Jericho's response to that. Um, we actually also had uh, a little bit later on the Gates of Agony, who was part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which is, uh, Kuhn and Toel Leona, who were taking on Lee Moriarty and Jonathan Gresham, who was the ROH world champion. Um, Moriarty just gets completely destroyed this entire match by the Gates of Agony, um. And a couple of times where he tries to go for, he finally gets the chance to, to make the tag. Tully Blanchard had come towards Jonathan Gresham, pulling him away from, uh, from Mariotti, uh, from getting the tag. And then finally, there's no one left in the ring. Mariotti's right there. He goes for the tag, and Jonathan Gresham turns his back and walks out of the match. Mariotti gets completely destroyed then by, uh, by Kuhn and Tullianna from the Gates of Agony and they the uh, Gates of Agony get the win. You see Jonathan Gresham shake hands with Tully Blanchard and later to find out that he has joined Tully Blanchard Enterprises um, and you do find out that uh, Lee Moriarty does get a ROH World Championship match next week on Rampage. Um, I do like that. I, I like that they're incorporating ROH into Rampage and I, like I said I kind of feel like that should be the roh show it should be roh rampage or whatever you want to call it but i feel like roh should be on that platform um and i really like that gresham is uh has turned heel he's going with a heel gimmick um and he's with Tully blanchard enterprises because i feel like now you have like a strong backing you have the gates of agony Brian Cage is apparently part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises as well. So, I mean, you got muscle and, and a lot of backing for him and Gresham as world champion that, that puts a lot of protection on that title for him. Um, so it's great for, it, it's great for that aspect of it. And you, you got to figure the foundation that he, they, they're calling Gresham now the, the foundation instead of him being part of the foundation, uh, which was Jay Lethal. And you had um, other members, um, I think it was Rhett Titus was in there or somebody. Um, I, I mean, you have everyone kind of like split up and scattered now. So um, so it should be interesting to see how that all plays out. Another aspect of the ROH uh, division is you had ROH women's champion uh, Mercedes Martinez teaming up with Serena Deeb. They get a swash victory over Christina Marie and Kayla Sparks. Afterwards, you had Serena Deeb finally turn on Mercedes Martinez, locking her in the Serenity Lock. Uh, I bet I will bet anything, because I haven't heard it officially yet, but I will bet anything that you will have Serena Deeb challenging for the ROH Women's Championship against Marce- Mercedes Martinez at Death Before Dishonor. Finally, you had Tony Nese versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, where if Tony niece wins, Orange Cassidy would be forced to sign the petition to remove Swerve Strickland from the roster. Uh, this was another fast-paced match, technical. Um, Tony niece is just an unbelievable talent. I can't express that enough, and I wish that they would do more with him. Please do more with him. I mean, even have him go after either the ROH Pure Championship or ROH TV Championship, but you, you need to get him a title, and you need to get him really kind of getting more momentum this you know bs about like trying to get swerve strickland out of off the rosters is, is beneath him in my opinion um you need to actually have him put on allow him to put on these great matches like he did against orange cassidy uh dan housing gets involved in in the match as well as well as mark sterling and orange cassidy picks up the win i'm kind of sad to say that because if it wasn't for that whole gimmick of, you know, about the petition, I would have said that you needed to put the win on Tony Neese, but I digress. Um, overall, I thought this was actually a pretty good show. I'd probably give it uh, about a seven and a half out of 10. I thought it was actually good when it came to the action. Um, the random things for Athena, Chris Lander promo and hook video package kind of was the only real deterrent for me in my opinion um i would have rather seen you know something more uh, you know about the roh tag team championships or the roh tv championship or even Wheeler you talking about the roh pure championship something along those lines that would have hyped up death before dishonor something that uh, kind of continued on a promo of what's going on like you could have had ftr um Talking about you know the Briscoes accepting their challenge, you could have had like a, a brief uh, video of Samoa Joe, like a voiceover of him and his, the destruction that he's caused over the years, to try to hype up back you know that he's coming back to take out Jay Lethal. Um, you could have had Wheeler Yuda just responding back to Daniel Garcia, talking about the ROH Pure Championship from Dynamite. I mean, there's. A whole lot of opportunities that they came out with, but you you stuck to a hook video package, which really didn't make any sense to do on Rampage. Um, I mean, honestly, he is mostly a Rampage person, but it just didn't make sense. It didn't, it didn't tie in with anything else that was part of the show or any of the storylines that are currently going on. Athena and Statlander, you did have something that ties with it because they're trying to go after the TBS championship. And uh, Jade Cargill, but there's really not much else that was there to it other than them sitting there saying Jade's you know dodging them and they want a title shot. There's not much to it and that and that's kind of the problem. It, it's something where you should have had more of this being directed off of dynamite or um, having some sort of altercation continue to happen to so them talking about how, uh, Layla Gray had attacked them you know that if it wasn't for her uh giving you know the numbers back to Jade Cargill and the, and her attacking them unexpectedly they had Jade Cargill dead to rights you know something along those lines like you could have done this a little bit differently and really maxed out things but um that's why I would give it a 7.5 out of 10 to be honest with you they had great matches it's just you you just need to see a little bit more of the bigger picture when it comes to uh, the promos that you were doing outside of what we actually saw match-wise, my opinion. Um, I will be back again, hopefully tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw recap. Um, Looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. We only have a few more weeks until SummerSlam, which is odd because SummerSlam is usually in August, but I think that they're doing it at the very end of July don't understand that one but we will go ahead and see what happens on monday night raw tonight tune in tomorrow to find out more until next time i am author andrew hess and this is the Tab.